You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Okay, folks, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. UFC 280 Best Bets by your truly Jake Nelliker and my capped out host, Brendan Tobin down in Miami. Brendan, how you doing, my man? What up, dude? Miss you. I know, I miss you too. For those who don't know, Tapped Out got canned for the fall. We're back on in December. Uh, I don't know. We'll release these videos and other nonsense until then. But yeah, dude, good to see you again. Um, no, Great Jones for fights. Like, you know, Dude, such those, a good card. The fight nights were cute, but I guess this is what I'm talking about coming up this weekend. Well, and dude, with like my wedding, another wedding I went to, the honeymoon, last week was the first freaking live UFC card I watched since uh, September 10th. So my itch is seriously on because last week wasn't that amazing. I'm not going to even lie. I was like all boxing last week. So I wasn't even into the card because it was right. like Wilder was fighting, Clarissa Shields was fighting, Haney was fighting. So I wasn't even like even tapped in but this one is a monster we've been talking about this card for like three or four months and it's finally here so yeah i just hope hope there's no nonsense this week hope it all plays out um that is true with such a card i'll be nice to everyone who's watching let's start at the top with the most exciting fight the main event charles Oliveira coming in at a plus 135 underdog at the moment against islam mahashiv minus 165 favorite i mean i you you know you know how i feel about this fight I've been on Charles since he was a plus 180 underdog, but I do want to pose this question, which I've asked you before, but we're during fight week now. How does Islam win this fight? What paths to victory does he have? I I just got to feel like if he does, it's got to be just a case of, look, he's going to do something to Charles that hasn't been done, which is maul him on the ground and that he's just that much more advanced with whatever Dagestani Khabib super strength that he has and is going to be able to hold him down in a position where he's not in danger. Um, And it probably doesn't look, you know, very pleasing to the eye, I would think, because, you know, if he, if he gets in any of these scrambles, if this ends up in any kind of striking exchange, like, yeah, Charles Oliver is a dog, man. Like yeah. he just, he just, he's, he's gone out here out of all these fights and, I mean, I certainly feel like I was late to the train that he was that good. But after, you know, him beating Poirier, I was just like, all right, there's really nothing else this guy has to show me. And he's the man right now. I don't understand a guy, um, you know, getting disrespected like this against, you know, Islam. I know Islam is the darling of a lot of people in the MMA community, and everybody thinks that he is the heir to the Khabib throne. Sure. But. I mean, dude, like there's just, and, you know, Khabib was a little like this too in his career, to be fair. Like, you know, he didn't get his flowers until late between injuries and, you know, not really getting up against anybody other than RDA. 
but I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like disrespecting Charles is, uh, is a big mistake. And I feel like if I'm getting him at plus money, how do you not love that? Yeah, dude. And the, the odds have closed too. Like I said, he opened at a plus 180. is already down to like a plus 130. Um, you know, if Islam goes out there and wins, if he does it in Dagestani style, it's not, I won't be surprised, right? That's kind of what everyone is expecting of him. I just have such a hard time believing that he is going to do that based on what we have seen from both of these gentlemen, right? Islam's never beat a top five opponent in the UFC. A lot of people hold that against him. I'm one of them. Maybe that doesn't matter come Saturday night. But if you look at Charles Oliveira, he has almost knocked out Dustin Poirier, Justin Chandler, or Justin Gaethje, and Michael Chandler, right? He has the most submissions in UFC history. And somebody on Twitter earlier, my friend Bobby, stinking Redskins fan or Commanders fan, he, uh, he asked me, how many submissions does Charles Oliveira have off his back? Which is a great question in this fight because we presumably think Oliveira is going to be on his back underneath of Islam. The answer to that, four submissions off of his back in his professional career, one in his only amateur fight. But the interesting thing about this is four of his rear naked chokes in the UFC have all started from bottom position that he either had a sweep or a transition, just like with Justin Gaethje. So I just don't see enough avenues for Islam to win this fight. I think he's better, or I think uh, Charles is better on the feet. I think he's the best BJJ practitioner and possibly all of MMA. Right. I don't think Islam's going to be able to lay on top of him or hold him against the cage for 25 minutes. I don't either. And I think the other thing that's interesting about it, you know, I saw, you know, Khabib kind of talking him up this week and saying, well, he's a quitter. He's quit fights before. And that's going to always guard. be in him. <laughs> and I do think like, look, if you are want to play the head games of that kind of stuff, like, you know, Charles Oliveira, some of the fair or not, like the, the weight cutting issues and missing weight, that was a, a previous problem. And obviously he lost his belt over it. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe some of that stuff is always in you, but I also have to think that for a guy who's been in the UFC as long as he has and has that experience. Now that you look at the murderer's row that he's been through, um, I, I just, I just feel like that that's so valuable and Islam is not going to have any of that to lean on. And then some of it's not his fault. Like, look, you know, he's been preparing for fights and guys have fallen out. And so, yeah. you know, that sucks. Like that's, 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 that's not on his doing that. He hasn't gotten to get in there with the top five guy yet. We were all excited for him versus Daryush didn't get it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean he can't do it. Like you said, I think we're all, we're all believers of his talent. I just don't know about it against this particular guy who's kind of been through everything. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You said it great right there. And like I said, like you just said, Islam is expected to win this fight. So he better go out there and ragdoll Charles and become the next Khabib. If he doesn't, oh man, I hope Charlie Olives calls out Khabib and we get that fight. Oh, me too, dude. Like I look, if there's anything that could do it now, you know, I don't know if that's Oliver's style, if he's going sure. to want to do something like that, but man, like, yeah, absolutely. Like that, that feels like the only shot. I don't even know if that's enough. Cause I, I'm sure Khabib's pretty happy on with his life and out and all that, but he's like 200 um, pounds too. <laughs> dude. I'm telling Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while, but the last time I saw him down here, he was beefy. Yeah. But we'll see, man, a, a crazy main event, regardless, can't wait. And if something does happen to one of those fighters, we get Mr. Alexander Volkanovsky stepping in anyway. So, I know. And, and, and Dana said this week, he said that he's going to get the winner no matter what. Right. Like, so mm -hmm. good on Alexander Volkanovsky. You know, he did yeah. everything he had to do with that Holloway. He's been wanting to go up here. Um, you know, he earned it. He, 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 he earned it. And I think that that's a, that's a really cool thing that he's going to get that opportunity. Yeah, man. Lightweight division has some fireworks coming up starting on Saturday night. Uh, or I guess Saturday afternoon. So don't miss it. Um, let's move down here to another exciting fight. Somehow not on the main event. 
going to go with the Philly theme here because the uh, the Sixers play tonight. We're going to go uh, Bilal Muhammad at plus 120 versus Sean Brady minus 145. And even though I'm talking about Philly, I'm picking against my man, Sean Brady. I'm going what? with Bilal. I'm go- Get out of here. Are you serious? I'm going with Bilal Muhammad. And look, some of this Ow. has to do with my stupid heart insurance. But I, you know, Bilal's last two fights, an underdog, won them both flying flying colors easily controlling it i just i'm done doubting Bilal. i love sean brady i hope he wins but my money a little bit of my money will be on the Bilal side here tell me why i'm crazy i'm just first of all you're rooting you're rooting for Bilal muhammad which <laughs> not is not rooting nice, for Bilal. he's a nice individual but he's a, you know maybe the most boring fighter in the ufc for sure like you know Second of all, like, dude, this is his moment, Sean Brady. Like, I even like Sean Brady. I know you know me and Philly. Like, we're not exactly like uh, the best of friends, but I like. I have. I remember seeing Sean Brady at the Hard Rock on like some little ass card, and he had his whole CFFC. Philly contingent yeah. there. And I just, you know, I think this is his time. I feel like he's gonna go in here. This is like, you know, you're on the, one of the biggest pay per views of the year. You're going up against a guy everybody thinks is, you know, solid, durable gets wins. That's all seemingly what Bala Muhammad does, but I just like the upside of Sean Brady. And, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, clearly like the fat is there and the word is out on him because he is the favorite. I would feel like with Bilal's resume, uh, he's probably more deserving of a dog. So I get mm-hmm. maybe going the value there, but dude, that's you're going against your guy. I can't believe that. So look, when me and my buddies are on my couch, enjoying this fight, we're going to all be cheering for Sean Brady. Okay. But like you just said, it's the value for me. This fight is dog or pass. Whoever is the dog here would see some of my money. It just happens to be Bilal. He's just, I mean, both these guys are incredible grapplers. And a lot of the times that happens, the grappling kind of cancels out. Two things about that. One, I don't think Bilal, no matter what, is going to stop going for the crotch and the takedowns. I think he's going to be relentless with it no matter what happens, how many times he's stuffed by Brady. Two, I worry that Bilal's experience against strikers like Vincente Luque uh leon edwards wonder boy is going to be a big issue for sean brady who hasn't seen that kind of experience yet we saw sean brady struggle a few minutes in his fight against michael chiesa on the feet so my big question is is sean brady's striking training with john marquez in philadelphia gonna be enough to overcome Bala muhammad i hope so my heart my brain everything's saying let's go sean my wallet's just saying eh, underdog on Bala a little bit Man, your heartless wallet. I can't believe that. Heartless wallet. Tell him, man. Listen, if we ever get him on the show, I won't uh, I won't I won't let him know that you uh please you don't. were rats off a ship on him. Like I won't please I won't don't. throw you under the bus like that. But geez. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that like Philly's moment here, dude. <laughs> like I said, you know, six and oh Eagles, Philly's in the uh almost in the world series, you know, Sixers tonight, Sean Brady this weekend. Everything's panning out for the Brady W. Because what is what is Malal ranked right now? He's what is he five? I four? don't have it in front of me. I think he's five or four right now. Because um, if Sean wins this dude, like he's off to the races. Like that's oh yeah. that's this that's, is his win. This this is this is uh, the real deal. So right now, welterweight, Malal's five. Sean is eight. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Sean wins that. He's top five like that. You know. Yep. Um, and geez, once once Usman and Leon get their shenanigans figured out. Sean Brady in there would be very exciting. Um, who do you think I, if he does win, who would you like to see Sean go up against next? Because that's a top five that's like, oh, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know Hamza, I'm we all know Hamzat's on deck. You know what I'm going to say. I want him to beat your boy Masvidal up. Yeah, but he's not going to fight. Like, why would he call out Masvidal? Uh, easy know? fight, a lot of lot of eyes on it. I understand money. that. But Hamzat versus Brady would be a crazy, crazy fight. Hamzat, Hamzat apparently him versus Colby would be crazy. Colby would be a good uh, fight too. 
Gilbert. Any any top five fighter for Sean Brady, I am 100% invested in into. Uh, I just I feel know. bad wanting Bilal out of the top five just because I'm so – I hate watching He's boring, man. I mean, great guy, you know, but his style is not fan-friendly, and that's – He's like uh, he's like this day, days and age – like, obviously not the same disciplines, but he's like this day and age as Damian Maya. Totally, you know? totally. And he ragdolled Damian Maya in the grappling department too, so I got to assume he's going to be able to hold his own against Brady, but – Regardless, let's go Philly. Hope Sean gets the W while it's saying, Jake, you're an idiot. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, while we're talking boring fighters in Bilal Muhammad, let's go to a very boring fight on this card. A lot of people would say because Caitlin Chukagian, the decision queen, is coming in as a plus 160 underdog against uh, Mignon Faroe, who is a minus 200. I have been on Chukagian in pretty much all of her UFC fights. Uh, big fan, Pennsylvania fighter. Met her a few times and she has a great fighting style. She manages distance so well. She's not necessarily the most dangerous striker, but great at getting decisions, great at controlling 15 minutes of a fight. And she just got her black belt under a uh, Matt Sarah prodigy too. So I think she's going to be ready here. My thing with Furo is I have a very hard time backing a minus 200 in a fight that's like your proving fight. You know, this is if Manio, if Manio wins this fight, yes, she's probably in line next for the title, but this is also by far her most experienced fight yet. So I think there's a lot of question marks there, and I'm going to throw a little bit on my Pennsylvania dog, Chukagian. Yeah, I don't have a lot on uh, Mannion, but I think that I'm with you with Caitlin. Like, I feel like she's always kind of in this position where people are kind of, like, throwing her as the the proven. She's been there forever. Yes. You get the value on that. I think that's solid uh, analysis from your part. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Dust off my shoulders there. Um, so, yeah, as you noticed, I just went with three underdogs for my picks. I did that last week, too. Went two for four. Hopefully we go two for three this week. Um, I do have a parlay though. You know, I always say pretty sure fire. And whenever I say that it fails. So I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say I have a parlay, but I like it a lot. Peter Jan, Piotr Jan, however you want to say it, coming in as a minus 275 favorite against O'Malley's plus 225. Carol Rosa versus Lena Landsberg. Rosa is also a minus 275. Landsberg is plus 210. Combine Jan and Rosa. It's a minus 117 parlay. That's my range. So you're not buying the sugar show. You don't think this Dude, is? I love O'Malley. Big fan. If O'Malley knocks out Jan, I'm going to be going crazy even if I lose money. But no, I, I can't, man. He opened as a plus 375 underdog. The hype has got him down to a plus 225. But dude, Jan was a minus 500. I was like, I'm not touching this fight. No point. Jan's a minus 275. That's a beautiful parlay piece. I just, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, man. I hope Sugar goes out there and dices him up. I just don't see it happening. I mean, like, this is the uh, this is the interesting thing because O'Malley has handled his career like a boxer. We had him on the morning, uh, the, the my show this week, and he, uh, you know, he's just like, look, I just wasn't going to take big fights if I didn't get paid. So brilliant. It's a it's an interesting thing because he's definitely one of the most famous UFC fighters, but we've all been dying for him to take this. I'm honestly surprised he is taking it because Crazy. I would have figured with what happened the last time around with the you know the eye poke and everybody kind of mad at him that mm -hmm. all right he was gonna run it back with uh with Munoz or something like that and, and still slow rolled a little bit because this division's a buzzsaw. Uh, the fact that he is taking it, it almost like, I don't know, it puts this level of uh, confidence I have in him because I didn't, I think I, I was like, oh, we're going to just be waiting forever for Sean O'Malley to take the hard fight. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I do think that with Jan, we have seen a guy who can make mistakes in fights. Start um, slow. St start slow. Mm -hmm. And 
I do think that, you know, as the fight goes, it's only three round or two. Cause it's not, a, yeah. it's not a, uh, it's not a title fight, not main event. So, you know, I think that that could be something that would, would, uh, you know, give me some pause against Jan. Sure. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this, this, I almost feel like a guy. I want this to be the payoff for Sean O'Malley. Like after I, all this time, like, let's go like that. Now I we're off to the races. He'd get a title shot against whoever wins, uh, the bantamweight title that night. Um, but I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would get the hesitancy. Like you have Jan, he's been the champ. He's been number one up there. He's been in there with absolute killers and Sean is not. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, dude, like O'Malley, a big fan would love if he got the dub. Um, I, I do think this fight kind of has, and I think that's just because we're making it this way because Dana said the winner of this fight gets the title shot. So I think this fight has kind of like Connor and Jose Aldo vibes. Tell me if I'm crazy, but that's an avenue I see O'Malley winning because he has handled his career very similar to McGregor, very similar to boxing stars, as you said. A lot of people give him a lot of crap for that, but dude, he's fought like one top 10 opponent and now he's got a title eliminating fight. So say what right. you will, but he's doing it right. And, but his and his loss doesn't look nearly as bad now because no. Cheeto Cheeto's amazing. Like Cheeto Cheeto is out there head kicking everybody to hell and and is also like this is you know I, I honestly think this division's taking the crown from lightweight. I think that oh, it's yeah. the it's the best one going and Jack Shore's out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm it, going to featherweight. I, I think it's I think it's I, I think it's an absolute monster. But I, I, the best thing I think for the UFC is like, all right, Sean O'Malley has his moment that comes out of this, this card. And, you know, look, that's, that's always the best thing is when is the next thing going to be there for the UFC? So, yeah, you know, I don't know Hold if the, the vibe, I don't, I don't know if the vibe has really caught on Charles Oliveira yet as being a superstar. I think us as huge fans and we'll tune into any fight that he's doing, but sure. You know, if they could come out of this weekend, probably with Islam winning and being the belt holder and Sean O'Malley, being the next in line for a championship. I think that ultimately, if you had to ask Dana and give him truth serum, that's probably what he yeah, wants. That That's what's going to sell the most. Um, you know, if you talk stylistically about this Jan and O'Malley fight though, that's what concerns me about O'Malley. Because like I said, I think there's some vibes here. Something crazy could happen. Love the sugar show. But if you really break it down, dude, Jan's pretty much better everywhere, unfortunately. I mean, he's a crazy Muay Thai practitioner, trains with Fiziv all the time. Great wrestling, great BJJ. I mean, Aljo controlled his back for a round, but that was really all I could do against him. So I just don't see a lot of avenues. That's what I've been talking about this video, avenues to win. I don't think Sean has enough of them. I think if Jan starts slow, Sean puts it on him, take a round or two, sure. But dude, you know for a fact, Jan is the smartest fighter O'Malley has fought. And Jan is going to go for those legs so hard. I'm almost predicting a leg leg kick TKO by Jan here. Um, We'll see. And he's sensitive about that stuff too. Like mm-hmm. if you know a guy has got injuries there, that's it would be smart by Jan to do that. So not uh I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I think in my uh my my hope is that the sugar show has his moment this weekend. I hope so too. Uh my 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 heart and my head are very differently than my wallet this this weekend. Um, but I I, I just I just can't resist a minus two seventy five Jan odds for a parlay. Too big to play single. That's why we're gonna throw Carol Rosa in there. We just talk about her real quick. I have heard this from a buddy on the timeline. I believe it was Manpre Lock of the Night, as you know, um, said, or no, maybe it was Dan. I think it was Dan from Best Fight Picks. Anyways, um, they said Rosa is going to look like the biggest favorite on the card. Did my research. Fully agree. Just this, this, the statistic I always bring up that UFC actually put on the broadcast last week is fighters with a 12-plus year 
age differential on the younger side win at a 70% clip. Got to wow. take that into account here. Lena Landsberg's 40 years old. Rose is 27. I also just think Rose has better all around grappling, striking power. Landsberg in her recent fights, as much as I like her, she looks like a burnt 40 year old. Plus you're king of the curtain jerker. You love the, uh, the first love fight him. of the night. You love is that it. the first That's one it. of the night? That's what it says at Wikipedia, at least. That's probably accurate because it's not the most exciting fight of the night. But yeah, I think Rosa Jan Parlay, minus 117. Hit it early, probably go up to like minus 130, minus 140. Um, but that's all I got on my end. I'm just super stoked. No co-main? You got nothing like no thoughts on, uh, on Aljo versus TJ? Let me I'm hear just, yours. I, that was my question. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, like, look, man, I don't know. I think that everybody hates TJ. You know, he's the bad guy. But oh. I feel like they, I feel like if there's anybody anybody hates more, it's Aljamain Sterling. I think he's yeah. <laughs> nobody's been more hated as a champion than this guy, um, which is kind of a strange thing. Did you see his Twitter drama this week, too, Aljo? I did. I he's did. getting even more hate. You know, it's just like he just snake well, versus hate. <laughs> Yeah, there's just like a maturity thing there with him. Like he's a fun guy to interview and things like that. But there's just like, uh, you know, just kind of shut up and get out of your own way. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be fighting with strangers on the opinions of social media champion. because, uh, oh, I took a picture with uh, who the hell's the guy that he got with? Andrew, Is it Andrew Tate? Tate? Andrew Tate. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm like, I kind of have these know why he's hated. I know he got banned from like all he's of social idiot. media. He yeah. used to be a fighter. And like, you know. All right, you took a picture with somebody who a lot of people hate. Just kind of move on. I don't know why you right. got to sit there defending everything that guy said. Because he, why are you defending what the problems that that guy has had? I don't yeah, know. You, you pulled yourself into it. Um, um, so yeah, that that to me that that to me is a little worrisome. But I think for you know for TJ, I guess it's just a question of like you know is is 36 years old. Is it still there? I mean, look, look him versus Corey Sandig, and he's still looking like a, after all that time looked really really good and yeah. that's that's a tough dude that he took out in, in mm -hmm. Corey. I, I really think that like Corey, i think Corey's championship good even though oh, you know sure. he's come up just just shy and um, I, I had Corey winning that fight but you're right tj looked amazing and he did win the fight and i don't know if you've seen the picture he put on instagram today dude he's shredded and he's going up against aljo who's probably the most shredded man in the ufc so this is going to be straight just six percent muscle mass on six percent muscle mass band of weights throwing down very excited <laughs> I am. I feel like though, if I was, I feel like if I was TJ though, I would probably just go with like no shirtless pictures. I feel like I would get everybody to try and forget about the Come suspension. Out, just be like, I would just be like, you know what? This is just me. I just wear sweatshirts and then <laughs> just come out on weigh-in day, just so nobody, just nobody yeah. mentions the whole EBO thing. But you know what? He That's the, like I thought that was a stupid. I thought that was a stupid thing for ever him to ever go down flyweight anyway. Yeah. Um, 
this is his this is his home this is where i thought that he was the best in the world and um you know i like him i like him in this in this fight coming up uh coming up tomorrow or coming up on saturday it's uh it's it's a fun one man and he's the dog in this one i feel like you know having tj dillashaw in this division and how talented he is and and the the guys he's been in there with and you know aljo i just He's good, but I don't know. People have just not been as convinced as probably they should be with his talent. But yeah, I mean, if dude, if Aljo gets sparked this weekend, I'll be a very happy boy. Um, I'm not touching this fight betting wise. I don't think maybe like an over, depending on what that hits. But no, I'm I'm rooting for TJ. But I I think Aljo gets it done. I just I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll see. It's a great fight, great card all around. There's really not even the boring fights. I'm excited for because I'm putting some money down on them. But I'm just happy it's here, man. UFC 280. We've literally been waiting for this card. We've been talking about this card on Tapped Out for like three or four months now. I know. This is crazy. It's it's here, and I'm excited for it, man. Yes, sir. And thank you for joining me, Brendan. Appreciate it, dude. Miss you. Like we said, we're going to do this again next week with Sean Levine. I'm not backing out of our bet, by the way. Like, listen, I I had to take into account Tua gets hurt. I mean, you know, like I have to know it, but... The ratio is still close, too, because Jalen Hurst just runs everything in the end zone. He doesn't throw many touchdowns. I think he has five inter- uh, touchdowns this year. Look, I just need I just need him back in my football life. I'm tired of Teddy Bridgewater. They're saying they're saying this week, right? Yes, he should be back. He's coming back for revenge on Brian Flores very much. There you go. Two is back. Eagles are undefeated going into the bye week, and Joel Embiid's going to slam on the peeps tonight. And I, I drafted Tyler Hero in my fantasy league just for you. He's going to have a big year, man. Oh, he I looks know. good. He's uh, he looks like he's gonna start going to the rack a lot more. I think the heat. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to be in the building tomorrow night. Lucky boy, lucky boy. NBA's back. MMA's back. Eagles are killing it. Dolphins got Tua back. What a week in sports. PT, thank you so much for joining me. Can't wait. UFC 280 coming up, October 22nd, starting 10 a.m. Eastern time. Blech. Peace out, BT. See you, dude.